Did you know you can support your local independent bookstore and me in my efforts to promote books that feature women in aviation by shopping for your next aviatrix read on the Literary Aviatrix website? I built the website to serve as a central source to search and find books featuring women in aviation, and it was important to me to offer you the opportunity to buy from independent sellers. If the book you're interested in is available on bookshop.org, you'll find a link to purchase through my affiliate account on my website, which means I'll receive a small portion of the sale to support the content you love. Blue skies and happy reading. Booker with a literary aviatrix author's note from writers whose work features women in aviation and other experts in the field of writing and publishing. This one is from season one, episode 22, in my conversation with Kathy Mexted about her book, Australian Women Pilots, Amazing True Stories of Women in the Air. Kathy started her writing career as a journalist. And so in this clip, She's just talking about the transition from writing the short form, impersonal, journalistic type article to the longer form narrative that she uses in this book to write about the 10 women pilots that she covers. And I thought this might be useful also for people to think about, you know, she started off as a journalist and she's not the first person who started that way, who then decided to write a full length book, but also to think of it backwards, like if you are somebody who wants to write a book, but you're working full time and you don't really have time to do that right now, um, or you want to just develop your writing skill and sort of your reputation uh, and get some things published, that writing short form um, articles for magazines might be a good way to get your foot in the door. I know that's how I started when I was on active duty writing for Aviation for Women magazine, and I've had some articles published in other magazines. So that is something for you to consider if you're looking to develop your writing and don't have time to focus on a full-length book right now. You'll hear Kathy talking about some of the characters in her book. You'll just have to go read it if you haven't had the chance to already, if you want to know more about them. So um, mostly with a magazine article, you're aiming for 800 words. I write for a magazine called Outback Magazine in Australia, and they're very professional. They're wonderful to write for um, and work with. And they are very have a very clear layout. And they say it has to fit under one of the set headings that we have when you pitch a story to them. And then when they commission the story, they go, right, 800 words, five photos, three, one photo, whatever. And so you know exactly what you're doing. They have very set writing style. And one of the things I was taught at uni and which they um, – carry on with that with the magazine is not to put yourself in the story because you're it's not your story like you're not you're nothing you're just telling the story so um so I always tell the story from um like once removed so I'm telling the story without ever you knowing who I am you know um so I also have to cut it down. Normally you'll write the story and it'll be 1,500, 2,000 words and then you just edit, 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 cut out whatever's not necessary. So it's quite a skill to write short and um, 
So when I started writing the book, I started with Pat Toole and I started her story with the gun. I op- The opening line was, um, <clears throat> you know, blah, 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 so they gave her a gun. And I thought it was a great opening line, but my friend said, <laughs> she said it sounds like a magazine story. <laughs> she said you've got to introduce the person and you've got to tell us where we are and you've got to, you know. She said it's, Kathy, you've got, you're writing a book, not a magazine article. And she said it sounded like a magazine. She said, you're writing a book, you've got 7,000 words, what are you going to do with all those words? And so I sent her probably um, what I'd written and she took or I sent her maybe, I don't know, the first 1,000 words or something, and she just rewrote it or, or wrote across it in red pen, you know, and said you could write that like this. So the problem was I was giving the facts and it ends up sounding a bit like a school project as one other magazine editor told me. She goes, this reads like a school project. And it's because I was scared of my own voice. And so I had to learn to narrate the story. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> I can remember, so Kristen Alexander is the girl from, she's from Canberra and she writes World War II aviation stories. So look her up. Um, and she just rewrote part of it. I think it was the bit about Pat living in the men's hut, how she, um, Bob, though Bob employed her to bring the men down to line, down to earth, um, he couldn't, couldn't, uh, he couldn't avoid having to house her separately. And and I thought, oh, that's very different to how I had written it the first time. And she has, that's her narrating that story. And so when I read the beginning of Pat's story, I can very strongly see Kristen's um, influence there, not through the rest of it, but just in parts. And so um, also... The editor said to me when once the book was done, she said, you've got to put yourself into the story. And I said, I've spent 10 years taking myself out of the story. And she said, no, but sometimes the fact that you can relate to that experience or the fact that you were there or you've done the same thing, it just adds weight to, um, to the situation. So occasionally, I think two or three occasions, I've put myself in just where I've got a comment. Yeah. Or or sometimes I would say when I interviewed them in whatever, or by that time they were gone and I couldn't find the logbook. And so we have to assume blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, I could see that. um, I I could see that come through. I also maybe saw where you were very careful to say when you were doing this, but where you were filling in what you imagined the conditions to be like somewhere, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't there, but this is what it would have looked like or felt like. And I really enjoyed that descriptive because it it did fill out the picture, you know, where you wouldn't be able to glean all of that in trying to write an article and just doing it in a journalistic style. So I thought that was. Yeah, it was quite nice in the end. And, um, and to be able to comment on their character, like I think I wrote in Lynn Gray's story, Lynn laughs. She laughs a lot anyway, but she laughs at that comment. It was about when she met her husband and she got the knife and just cut off the patch off his jacket. Yeah. And um, 
who said I collected patches and he had one I hadn't seen before. <laughs> so she borrowed his pocket knife and hacked off the thing. And um and I said to her, was that a bit brash? And she said, ah, he had a knife and he was going to stand still, you know. She said, it's not like I was hacking at his clothing. <laughs> yeah. So they went out for lunch and then they got married. 